welcome to episode number 13 of Travels with Squeaky. Travels with Squeaky is a podcast for solo women RVers, campers, and van lifers. I'm your host, Kathy Belge. Are you RV curious? Do you have questions about getting started in RV or van travel? If so, I would like to invite you to join us for a one-hour introduction to RV travel for solo women online class on Sunday, October 17th at 3 o'clock p.m. Some of the topics that we'll be covering, different types of RVs and why you might choose one over the other, whether you should rent or buy, and the best places to do both, facing fears and safety issues, where to camp, some of my favorite apps, and then time for Q&A at the end. It will be a lot of fun, and the class is limited to 10 people. So if you're interested, sign up over at TravelsWithSqueaky.com. In this episode of Travels with Squeaky, we are going to talk all about camping with cats. I invited my friend Nancy. She's been traveling for eight years now with her cat, who's now 18 years old, to come and share her experiences and know-how as I begin my RV travels with my new kitten, Tucker. So Nancy, hi, welcome to the Travels with Squeaky podcast. I am so excited to have you on today. Um, For our listeners, I met Nancy at a campground uh, when I was hosting at Lapine State Park. And Nancy came up to me and she had a couple questions about becoming a campground host. And so we chatted and what happened then, Nancy? Well, we chatted and um, I decided I wanted to try out being a camp host. I had thought it was something I'd like to do. And I really loved the Oregon State Park system and had traveled there for quite a few years. And I thought when I retired, that was something I wanted to do. But it was because of you. You helped hook me up with the park ranger so I could have my little interview and it all worked out and I really loved it. So you and thank you up- for having me. Yeah. Oh, thank you for being here. I'm really excited. Um, we're not here to really talk about campground hosting. We're here to talk about cats and camping. But um, I just wanted to start with that because I personally think uh, being a campground host is a great opportunity for solo women to meet other people and not feel like you're all alone out there, but yet you're independent and whatnot. So I haven't even really gotten to chat with you about what your experience was like um, as a host. So I don't know if you want to just tell me a little bit about that right now. Oh, I thought it was fun um, greeting people and meeting people. And, and uh, I was at a, a campground or I was at a place that was just a day use facility. They didn't have a campground. So it was people coming for the day who were interested in visiting the area. And a lot of uh, different people came, um, archeologists, geologists, even some uh, professors from, I think Oregon State, they were putting together an Oregon native bee atlas. So they were collecting native bees on all the flowers. and. I, got to hike around and show them where all the flowers were blooming. And I really enjoyed it. A lot of birders too. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. And so would you recommend, would you recommend that for solo women? I would. I definitely would. Yeah. Um, you enjoyed your experience, didn't you? I had a great time, uh, you know, <laughs> but for me, I was working like in the campground where there were 
people there during the day and at night. I don't yeah. know if I would have been as comfortable being in a place where there I was the only one at night. Did, was there other people there or just you? No, it was uh, just me. Um, yeah, I guess your mind could have taken you to a scary place, but no, it, it was so far out there and so away from everything. I, I felt safe. And it's funny, we were talking earlier. Um, I've been doing this for a lot of years and I really only in the last couple of years I've started talking to people at campgrounds or, or being more friendly because being a solo female, sometimes it just felt a little odd. You know, I'm not going to sit outside and have a campfire by myself mm -hmm. at night. It just advertised that I'm on my own, but I'm feeling more comfortable with it. Just curious. What's made you feel more comfortable now? I don't really know. I can't answer that. I don't know why it's I, maybe I, I don't know what's made me more comfortable because I've been doing this since 2008. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know, getting older and just more comfortable. Yeah. Or maybe just not, you know, not really caring. Yeah, I think things like not, that do happen as we get older. We just yes. worrying as much about things we used to worry about when we were younger. Exactly. I think that's probably a big part of it. Yeah. So why don't we back up a bit? And so you said you started traveling in 2008. Tell us kind of how you got started in RV travel. And um, I know what you currently travel in. I don't know if that's what you started out with. So just share no, a bit. I, well, I was working and living in Florida. And between 2004 and 2007 is when I started thinking it'd be great to have a trailer. Uh, I was working on various wildlife projects throughout Florida and on a few of the projects I'd have to stay in shared uh, housing, which was usually, usually a mobile home or a trailer in some wildlife management area or something. And, and uh, the other biologists, you know, sharing the trailer were 25 year old guys with uh, big furry muddy dogs and just the whole thing got old and also during that time we had a lot of hurricanes coming through between 04 and 07 and I had to evacuate several times and stay with family or friends and that got a little old and I just thought gosh it'd be great to have my own trailer and yeah. have my own place so that's how it started and in 2008 I got my first trailer which was a 26 foot uh, fiberglass trailer it was a a Freedom Express. And then I had another trailer after that. And then I tried a 32 foot mobile home, or I mean a 32 foot motor home oh. that I drove from California to I thought, never again. That thing was a nightmare. And then I got an Airstream and I have a 19 foot uh, 2013 Flying Cloud. Yeah, it's a and nice looking Airstream. It seems about the perfect size. You said it's 19 foot? Yep, it's a 19. And uh, really happy with it. What I don't like is the low clearance that Airstream has. Uh, low clearance because I like to go off on logging roads and remote areas. And with that lower clearance, sometimes I can't go on a road if it's if it's too rutted out. Um, mm. So but that's my only complaint. It's held up to all my crazy logging road drives. So I guess that's something to be said about it. So do you prefer to do boondocking then? I do. I do prefer that. Yeah. I mean, a campground's good once in a while, but it's just great to find a really remote place. Yeah. I love British Columbia mm -hmm. and uh, the Pacific Northwest. 
So yeah, and you're so you're currently in the mountains of Colorado, mm-hmm. which I love the mountains of Colorado also. So you're in a beautiful location there. Yes. Um, and you like to travel around to, I mean, have you gone every like all over the states? You've been doing this since 2008, you said? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've been across Canada a few times. I've been to Alaska three times. Wow. And uh, yeah, up and down and back and forth. I go to Florida. Usually I'm getting ready to go there for maybe a month or two before the skiing gets going here. Oh, okay. You're a skier, huh? Yes. Okay. So I noticed Greta just jumped up into your lap. Oh yeah. She wants to be part of everything. Um, so let's talk about Greta's your kitty. You want to tell us a little bit about Greta? Yep. Greta is 18 and a half years old. She is a, a tortoise shell calico, a tortie, and she loves camping and traveling and she loves hiking on her leash and harness. And I mean, you had asked me to talk about training tips and I think I got very lucky with Greta because she really took to it. She took right to it. And uh, I didn't start her as a kitten. She was, I think she was about eight years old. So she's been, you know, walking on the leash for a good 10 years now. Okay. Um, Yeah. When I started traveling, I had two cats. Okay. And the other cat definitely did not like the leash. So Mm. when the other cat died, I really concentrated on Greta. And And so when you decided then that you wanted to do traveling, were you concerned about how this was going to be on your cats? I was the day I set off in 2008, I had this whole thing set up in the back of my SUV with a big, um, it wasn't a hard sided crate it was a soft sided crate, Mm -hmm. a big mesh box that I could fit their litter box in and two little beds. And I thought that's where they would be while I traveled. Well, a day and a half into that and listening to two cats howling and carrying on, I just cut them loose in the car and and they were fine. They each found their spot and I just travel with her loose. Okay. Um, It is nice having the harness on her in the car because I could grab her if, you know, if I had to slam my brakes on. And I mean, Mm. that's the danger having a loose animal in the car. If you got in an accident and they got lost or hurt. Um, so there's a risk to that, but she's uh, pretty calm. And I do have her carrier in the front seat strapped in on the seat belt, and she sits in there most of the time now. Oh, and okay. She, she's free to come and go. All as right. she, yeah. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your routine with her when you're traveling then? Uh, so let's say, you know, you get to a place, what's your routine like that involves, that involves a cat? Well, it's got to involve a walkabout right away. She likes to check out the whole setup, sniff. She always walks around the truck and the trailer and uh, just taking her on a walk. Um, And then once we're settled somewhere, definitely a morning and an afternoon walk she likes. I mean, now that she's older, she doesn't go real far, Mm -hmm. but she used to go pretty far. She would walk for an hour if if it was a place she liked, it's got to be quiet and not a lot of people or dogs running around. Yeah, that was going to be my question in a campground where there's usually a lot of dogs around and kids. Yeah. How, how do you deal with that? I think the the worst thing is kids running up to her because they get all excited. They see a cat mm-hmm. on a leash and they want to go. And, you know, I let them come over and just 
explain she's a little shy or, you know, you can just keep them back a little bit. I mean, people have their dogs on leashes for the most part. Mm -hmm. I've never had an issue with that. Um, One thing I worry about is maybe wildlife walking, even a raccoon, Mm. if a raccoon or a feral cat, something like that. So you definitely want to have your eyes peeled for, you know, know the area you're in and, and what could come out, even a pine marten, something like that could be aggressive. Okay. So are you, you, but she's on the leash all the time when you have her outside of your trailer, right? She's on the leash and she walks fairly close to me. So I don't think those animals would, would come out, but I think it could happen, you know, Mm -hmm. an eagle, an owl, things like that. Yeah. You, you, I've heard stories of, of uh, hawks attacking small dogs, even when they're on a leash. So I suppose it could happen. I haven't heard of it yet with a cat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one concern. And definitely when they're younger, they pull on the leash more and they can get out of the harness, which have you had that problem with Tucker? So, yeah. So I'm going to just say for a minute, the reason why I want to have Nancy on is because I just got a kitten and I'm in the process of training her to be able to go out and, uh, and be in the van with me. And so I do have her on a little harness. Uh, she's so tiny. She's only like 14 weeks old right now. So, um, she's gotten out of the harness, but not when it's attached to the leash, only when it's, um, when I first got her, I was keeping her in the harness, um, at night when I was sleeping, because I wasn't sure how her and Olive would be. And a couple times at night, she got out of it because I would put her in the harness and the leash and like keep her in my bed. And, and a couple of times she got out of it in the middle of the night. And when I'm driving like you, I tried putting her in a crate and she howled and howled and howled. But, um, boy, when I let her out, she just came and sat on my lap and she just sits on my lap the whole time. And, and it's, I'm sure that it could be dangerous if we get into an accident. Um, but she seems very happy and, and I actually kind of like it. She's on my, she's on my lap. So, uh, sometimes in the van, whenever I'm in the van, I have her harness on and I've noticed her, like the harness is half off or something like that. And I have to put it back on. Is it pretty tight or the harness, the harness that I have right now is, um, it's kind of like a slip knot almost. Mm -hmm. Um, she's too young for the, or she's too small for the those wider ones, those wider ones. So I'll definitely upgrade to that once, yeah. once she gets a little bigger, but right now it just kind of, you just kind of tighten it and it, and it, it's, it's her snug. So she's just got to back out of it a little bit and she can get out. And she's an indoor kitty, right? Well, you know, she will be an indoor kitty, um, except for when she goes out on the leash. Right. Um, and it's been interesting. I had her, you know, the first little while at home, she kept, you know, after she got comfortable being here, she kept trying to get out the door whenever I would have it open. Um, but this last trip, I spent so much time with her outside on the harness and the leash that that seemed to kind of satisfy her wanting to be outside. And so she's not trying to escape as much. 
That's good, because I think that is an important point. I don't know how you would train a cat on a leash who was an outdoor cat. It would be like a punishment. So if it's an indoor, if you have an indoor cat, taking them out on a leash is a treat and they look forward to it. Yes. I, I don't know, maybe some other, it'd be interesting if other people have had outdoor cats that will then walk on a leash. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I'm my intention is to just have her be outside on a leash for that reason, so that she knows outside equals leash. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So tell me more about like how you trained Greta. You said you didn't take much training. I'm just curious. I'm trying to get um Tucker to walk with me and all she wants, you know, and right now I'm not, you know, I haven't gone on any hikes or anything with her except for in the backpack. But, um, when she's on her little leash and I have one of those little flexi leashes, I just, she just kind of runs around and does circles and jumps and pounces on things and runs up trees. And I let her do all that, but how do you get them to follow you and come on a hike? Maybe, um, you know, if I'm on, I don't know if you have any trails near you where it's a defined trail, maybe with grass on either side or, you know, some kind of vegetation, it seems like when I'm on something like that, Greta will just walk on the trail with the leash. Um, and I do little, I'll pull a little bit if I want her to slow down or I'll shake the leash if I want her to pick up the pace. And is she in it's, front of you or behind you? Sometimes she's in front of me. And then sometimes she gets a little apprehensive and wants me to go first. Okay. Um, I'm wondering if you just let her, let Tucker run around, tie her out, and then just you know, very defined, put her on the ground next to you with holding the harness and maybe, you know, lead her mm -hmm. a little bit, just keep doing that a little bit at a time. I'm, I mean, like I said, Greta just really took to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the other thing about Tucker is, you know, she's so little, I'm still training her to come. So even when I'm like, come this way, Tucker, come this way, she doesn't necessarily even know what that means. Yeah. So, um, there's, there's still a lot of training involved. I was almost thinking that if uh, I took her with Olive, she'd probably want to follow Olive. Um, so I might try doing that just around the neighborhood, like around the block or something and see, I haven't tried to go out with them both at once. I'm just, I'm just kind of worried about attracting a crowd, you know, <laughs> <laughs> is Olive on a leash when you're out there. Oh yeah. Olive is on a leash. I wonder if she saw Olive on a leash. I don't know if yeah. they think like that. But I mean, one thing I was really worried about at first was if Greta got spooked or scared by something, how would she react? You know, mm -hmm. would she get out of the harness and take off? So I started shuffling my feet behind her when we were walking on the leash to, to scare her on purpose, just to see how she would react and get her used to sudden noises or I'd throw a rock. And, and that seemed to really help. So what, because, how does she react and what does she do? Well, at first she would kind of, you know, hunker down to the ground really close and want to pull away or look at me if I shuffled my feet. Um, now she doesn't really react so much. Okay. So, I mean, she's pretty chill. She doesn't freak out. Yeah, that's great. I, I, th I think Tucker's going to be the same way. She does seem pretty bold. Yeah. Yeah. So, I did I have did. a group of ravens 
swamp her one time. I was on Vancouver Island walking along the beach on a gravel road uh-huh. and a bunch of like five ravens just swooped down on her and I had to jump and cover her. Wow. I, think they, I don't know if they would have really hurt her, but they might've had a nest or something. Wow. That's and scary. She was pretty scared. And so when you're out hiking with her, do you, do you, you have a kitty backpack, right? That you put her in? I haven't really hiked that far with her in the backpack because she wants to get out and walk on the leash. And then now she just lies down in the sun and wants to lay there. And um, so I haven't really gone far with her in the backpack. Have you gone far with Tucker in it? So I'm trying to train her in the backpack and um, just this weekend. So I was in, I was away. I was at sisters Oregon at the um, sister spoke festival and I had her with me and she did fantastic. And I did, you know, I was trying to do a lot of training with her. So I put her in the backpack and um, went into town and um, one time she did great. And another time she was a little restless but, um, after like, I let her run around and stuff, um, I put her in the backpack and, and we went for probably, we were probably out for like 45 minutes, an hour. Um, and she was just in the backpack and, you know, I can't see her. She's behind me. I'm curious what she's doing. At one point, a couple came up to me and was like, Oh, you have a cat. How cute. And I'm like, what's she doing? I can't see her. You know, <laughs> they're like, she's just sitting there looking out, which is kind of what I had hoped for. Um, but my idea is to carry the backpack. The backpack seems to be a little safety zone for her mm-hmm. when I take her. And then I put that on the ground and she can run back into that when she gets scared. Um, so I thought if I try hiking with her, if she, I'll take the backpack so that if she gets scared by anything spooked or just done walking, I can put her in that and, yeah. and continue on. Oh, that's a great idea. I think a younger kitty would take to the backpack thing better. I mean, Greta has, she has some back and hind leg issues. So she might, it might be not, not so comfortable if she can't get up and move. And that's another thing, keeping her moving and walking, being an older cat. It's good for her. Yeah. I'm sure that this, all this exercise and and stimulation you give her is has made her live so long. 18 and a half is old for a cat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I know. Gosh. Yep. Yeah. So you have, so she doesn't do that great in the backpack. Not, not real great, but I, I just got this latest backpack. She looks like a little astronaut with the bubble. Yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. We, we may end up graduating up to one of those at some point too. They look pretty yeah. cool. I was on a boat a few times last month uh, and she did well. That's why I got the backpack. I thought it'd be a great thing to have for a boat ride and I could put the pack in front of me right mm. in my lap and, and hold it if, in case it got rough. I could lift her up so she didn't you know, feel the rough water so much. And that seemed to work out. She, she was fine in it and comfortable. So she might be better at it now. So, okay, you're talking about the boat. Now you sent me a photo of her in um, a kayak. Yes, she does like to sit in my lap on my kayak, only if it's very calm, it's gotta be very calm and um, we'll float around like that. Okay. But I have a hold of her harness just in case. 
so you're not really out there on a big kayak ride. It's more just a gentle float with yeah. probably specifically to take the kitty out, right? Right. Just a nice little sunny afternoon float. Okay. So I'm just curious, have you had any disasters with like her jumping overboard or getting mm-hmm. out and escaping in a campground or anything like that? I never have. Um, I do have a really good picture of her. One time I was at a campground in Santa Fe and do you know, on some trailers, trailer screen doors, there's a panel that you slide to open and close the door. Just mm-hmm. the, yeah. the, that opening. I don't know. I what have you call that. that. I have okay, that. Okay. You have that yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Well, she learned how to slide that open. And luckily I was around the campsite and I looked up and I saw her jumping through the door, oh a little God. opening. And I got a picture of her doing it mid-flight. <laughs> That's wow. the only time she did that. Yeah. And then um, I rigged a thing with bungees so she couldn't slide it. And oh. now she doesn't do things like that now that she's older, which well, is nice. Yeah. Well, Tucker's a little kitten. And um, the oh. other day, I, you know, I, I drove three hours to get to this place. I think she was just ready to get out. Um, my first night I stayed at a boondockers welcome, which, um, for people who don't know are private individuals who will let you camp on their land. Um, and so I pulled in and I, you know, I, I closed the door, you know, closed the door and was chatting with the folks. And next thing, you know, I see her climbing up the back screen and her little face is like in the back window, um, so I decided that I, I have a, um, uh, what's this stuff called? Reflectix. I have Reflectix that goes in the back window. And I just decided that I would put that in the back so that she doesn't see the outside through the back and doesn't get tempted to climb that screen door back there. Because that's your, your entry, isn't it? In yeah, my, my van has an entry um, out the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can be sneaky. I mean, I can't, I haven't had a kitten doing this, so you have to just be on high alert. Right. I know. I know. I'm just curious, do you have any kind of um, catio or have you built any platforms for her to sit and look out of that kind of stuff? I did last year. um, I was getting the railings redone on my deck and she likes to sit out on the deck. And I, I got a little catio. It, it's more like a tent, mm-hmm. a tent, and it has a tube, a mesh tube, like a tube entrance into the tent so they can sit in the tube or in the tent. And she really liked that. And I took it camping with me last winter and I'd okay. set it up so she could set, sit outside. And um, I was at this place where they had peacocks <gasps> and the peacocks ripped it up one night. Oh no. But I think that's a great idea to get one of those. Cause then you can, they can be outside, but be secure. You don't have to worry. Yeah. Well you, I mean, definitely still supervised, but at least sitting out there and you don't have to be holding them on the leash the whole time. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't trust her not to get out of a tent. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think they could get out of the one I had. I'll send you what I had. It, yeah, it send was, me a, send me a link for that and anything we talk about, like 
products okay. and whatnot, like send me some links and we can, I can list them in the show notes so that people can take a look at them and find them. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Cause I think, uh, you know, there's different products out there that people might want to know about, which is one of the questions I did have for you. Any other kinds of things that you bought or made that were, that were great. I, Olive or Olive Tucker was trying to climb up and I have windows up top of my van. Um, and I saw her trying to climb up and look out those windows. And I was thinking maybe I would try to build like a little platform or something for her up there so that she can sit up there and look outside. That would be good. I've seen those little cat window seats that mm -hmm. attach to windows. I don't know if that would work in your van or not. I've, oh. I've never had any of those, but I have a girlfriend who has those and these little cat hammocks that she puts in her window. A hammock. Okay. Yeah, it's a little hammock, you know, just a little mesh hammock and they can sit in those by the window that might work in your van. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a look and see what kind I mean, there's such a market out there now for cats. I think when I was growing up, you just got like a little, you know, catnip mice and that was about it. Now there's right. like so many cat products out there. Yeah, there are. Yeah. I haven't really had anything else, but I definitely like that little catio tent and it okay. folded up pretty small. Yeah. I'd like to have something like that, that can fold up. I've seen people build really elaborate catios in their houses. Oh my God. Yes. Or even, even, um, some people who are full timers with their cats in their, um, trailers, but, uh, you know, my van's pretty small, so I'm not going to be able to lug around some big, some no. big chicken coop, you know? No, no. Yeah. So tell me more about taking her in the kayak. I want to hear about that. Well, it's got to be calm. It's got to be sunny. And that's all she cares about. And she, you know, she's very attached to me. So I think whatever I wanted her to do, she would do. I mean, I'm very lucky with her. I don't think there would ever be another cat like Greta. Yeah. Let me see. Things. I'm looking at her face right now. She's a big cat. She's not a small cat. She's not that big. She's oh, about okay. eight pounds only. Oh right? yeah. All right. That's pretty yeah. small. Yeah. Um, yeah. The kayak. One thing she really loves that I've discovered is docks. She loves to sit out on docks, boat docks. Oh, okay. And if she sees a dock, she just starts trotting and walking really fast toward the dock. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Because we did some camping in Minnesota this summer and, you know, a lot of lakes and docks and she loved it. Does she look over the edge looking for fish over the edge or just? That's what everyone says. Is she looking for fish? I mean, she might look initially and then she just likes to plop down. So I'm thinking maybe it's more because the wood is warm. Mm, okay. Because right? she loves to sit out on my deck too. Okay. So maybe it's not a dock. It's just a wood platform yeah. she likes yeah well I like docks as well so yeah <laughs> me too <laughs> so I'll see how Tucker does I, I had her at a lake for the first time on my way back from sisters this weekend we stopped at subtle lake and there's a, it was a very calm beautiful day and I just you know I took her to the shore and she, I, I wasn't sure she was going to run away or what, but no, she went and she kind of, she didn't drink from the water, but she sort of <laughs> sniffed it. And, um, so that made me happy. And I like, 
in my head, I have my inflatable kayak. I was like, oh, should I get it out? But I didn't want to push it. Do, do you, she, has, she doesn't have a flotation device or anything like that. No, I'm thinking maybe on a younger cat or one that might be a little rambunctious. You'd want to get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think cats can swim. I don't know. Oh, that would be terrible. Yeah. Greta would not be happy about that. No, she did fall into the bathtub one time when I was in there. Oh, ouch. And did you come away? Did you end up in the ER? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I didn't get scratched or anything, but she was soaking wet and not happy. Okay. Uh, The first few days I had Tucker home, she actually fell in the toilet. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) She was playing around and fell in the toilet. Luckily, it was clean water. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, so where do you keep her litter box? In the airstream, I keep it under the dinette table. Oh, okay. Do you eat at the dinette table? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm cleaning that thing. The minute something is deposited in there, it's cleaned. Okay. The minute. All right. I mean, things don't sit around in there long. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know where else, I don't really have anywhere else I could put it. Yeah, I, I, um, I keep mine. I got a tip from somebody online. I keep it, um, under the front passenger seat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You have a good spot for that. Since I, but you know, once I start bringing a friend along or something, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Well, that's true. I I might have to go under the dinette as well, but that's where I keep my, uh, I, I store some things under there already. So we'll see. Yeah. 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 Maybe I don't have too many dinner guests in the Airstream, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's when you have the outside guests. <laughs> Come on over for a fire. Yeah. Barbecue. Yeah. Barbecue. Um, so do you have any great stories to tell about camping with Greta? You mentioned a couple, but any that you didn't get to share? Well, I think one, one time was very exciting for Greta. We were in Alaska at a a campground and, you know, it was very spongy, that mossy tundra kind of substrate. We were just hanging outside. Maybe it was late afternoon and a uh, weasel, I don't know if it was a short tailed or a long tailed weasel had just killed a vole right there. Oh, and we startled the, the action and the weasel dropped the vol and ran into the brush. Well, Greta went over and sniffed the vol. And so we just, you know, stepped back about a foot away and I was holding onto her harness. She was very excited about this. Mm-hmm. And the weasel came out and grabbed its dinner and ran back into the bush right there. Oh, he was very <laughs> excited about that. But that's another thing, having a cat you do see little mammals more. I mean, I've seen little mice that I wouldn't Mm. have noticed because she sees them. Mm. Um, Birds come out because they see a cat. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, Tucker's definitely noticing the birds. And they notice Tucker, right? Oh yeah, well, um, the Blue Jays for sure. They were coming around this weekend. But that was the most exciting one for her, for sure. So when you have your evening, um, you said you don't usually do campfires when you're by yourself. So what's your normal routine at, like after dark? 
I'm probably in bed reading by then. It's oh, very okay. exciting. Okay. But you're not sitting out watching stars with the. Uh... No, I might. I might do that. Have my binoculars. And, you know, if I'm in a really dark sky place, mm-hmm. I'll do okay. that. And I will bring Greta out if it's warm. and But I'll keep her very close by, obviously, because it's dark. and Right. Yeah. Yeah, the place where I was this weekend, um, the own the the Boondockers Welcome place. They the owners told me that there was very active coyotes in that area, and that I needed to be extra careful. And well, that's yeah, for sure. Yes. So for sure, I was. Um, do you do any winter camping? Has has Greta gotten out in the snow? Oh yeah, we have done some winter camping. She's not too fond of the snow. Um, she doesn't really like to walk in it. Okay. If it's it's sunny and really hard packed, you know, later in the season, she might walk a little bit, but yeah. Actually, I wanted to ask you a question because I know um, where you were out in central Oregon and you were there in the month of June, correct? It gets pretty hot. So how do you ensure that um, she stays cool in your RV when it gets really hot? Well, I definitely would not have been there if I didn't have the full hookup with air conditioner. You know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be camping in that kind of heat otherwise. Um, But um, yeah, I avoid it when it's very hot or I'm going to have to be somewhere with electric so I can run my AC for her. And that's, that's a worry because if the power goes out, I was a little concerned about that especially with that heat wave that we got in the Pacific Northwest. Right. Where were you during that? I was at camp hosting them. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was, it was about a hundred and five or six, maybe a few of those days. Yeah. That's and brutal. I didn't expect that heat. So 105 outside. What's that like? I mean, your RV is a tin can. <laughs> right. Oh, I could, I kept it. Um, definitely 80 with my air conditioning running. Okay. It it would stay cool enough, but it had to run continuously. Yeah. And if the power had gone out. Yeah. I would have had, I would just go in the car and drive somewhere. Okay. Until it cooled down. Cause luckily it cools down at night. Yes. Out here it does. What about when you're in Florida? Oh, well, I just go in the winter and it's not that hot then. Okay. You know, it's, it's actually, you know, I'm usually in the panhandle area and it can get, it it can get down in the thirties at night there. Okay. So I stay away from the heat. Oh, all right. All right. Now I know you're a big hiker. Um, Do you go off and do hikes, leaving her alone, leaving her back in the, in the, in the RV? Yeah, I'll leave her, but yeah, I'm not going to be somewhere where it's 90 degrees and it's going to get hot in the trailer for her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just got uh, this. Well, I've had it actually for Olive. Uh, it's called a waggle and it will, it monitors the temperature inside your RV and it, and it, and it's um, connected to cellular. And so it will send you an alert. Um, if it gets above whatever degree you set it at, I have it set at 80. Um, and so this weekend when I was at, you know, out at sisters, it's very sunny there. And I just didn't know how hot it was going to get, even though the temperature was in the seventies, you know, your, your van, my van can get hot like a car, 
Um, but luckily I was parked in the shade and, um, I was, it was able to, it, it didn't get above the seventies inside my van, but, um, this device is, it's really, it, it, you know, and it was great. Cause I can just, you know, while I was out working, volunteering at this festival, I could just keep checking on the temperature to see what it was. Cause I knew she was, you know, in the van over there. Um, so, uh, but the only thing with it is you do need to be in an area where there's cell signal. That's true. Yeah. Well, I'm usually drawn to more Northern climates in the summer and, and you're reminding me, I did have my power cord. Was it at Lapine? It fell out of the, the plug, right? Because they just have 20 amp in that loop. Oh, right. Yeah. My power cord fell out and it was a little warm. I don't think it would have been a danger, but I came back and my AC was off and I thought, well, that's funny. And then I figured out it, it went off because it came out of the plug and I, I put a little line that I tied to keep it in. So that's mm. something to be aware of with animals that I, that's never happened to me in all this time where the cord came out. Yeah. I get an alert if the power goes out as, as well as if the, um, oh. Yeah, if the temperature gets to a certain point, like high and low, you can set both. So anyway, something to think about, something to look into. Yeah, for um, sure. I, and I can link to that product as well in the in the show notes here. Let's see. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to talk about. I think we've had a great conversation about camping with cats. Is there anything I didn't that you wanted to mention that I didn't talk about? Well, I mean, I think it is really good for especially an indoor cat to get this this other entertainment and to mm -hmm. get outside and and you know stalk a chipmunk while she's on a leash, but she's not going to catch one. Yeah, you know, I think it has kept Greta engaged in in her older years for sure. But thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. This was really great. I really enjoyed this week's interview with Nancy. One thing you couldn't see was that at various times during the interview, both Tucker and Greta were in our laps. That was really sweet. Some takeaways from this week's episode. First of all, camping with a cat is not only doable, it can be fun and beneficial for both you and your pet. Number two, definitely get a harness and leash and train them as young as possible. Number three, Consider getting some kind of outdoor catio or space for them to hang out. Number four, get a temperature monitoring device such as the waggle and all the things that I mentioned in this episode, I will put links to in the show notes. And number five, camping will keep you and your pet young. Thank you for listening to another episode of Travels with Squeaky. You can find more content for solo women RVers and campers over at the travelswithsqueaky.com blog. If you like what you've heard today, please consider leaving a review, subscribing, and sharing with a friend. It really helps us and means a lot. The Travels with Squeaky theme music is Field Station by Nicole Potolsky. And if you have a topic you'd like to see covered, email us at info at travelswithsqueaky.com. And don't forget, we are offering an intro to RV Travel Workshop on Sunday, October 17th. Spaces are limited, so sign up today over at TravelsWithSqueaky.com. See you next week or out there 
on the road.